Welcome back to your weekly dose of serotonin. I'm your host, Sarah, and um, I was about to preface this by saying that my throat is once again in poor condition, which seems to be a reoccurring situation. Um, But like, it actually sounds totally fine talking out loud, at least from what I can hear. Um, But I will just say I have a little bit of a tickle in my throat that has been here all day and it does not, it will not depart from me. So I, look, I just took a deep breath and it's back. Um, I may need to pause this regularly. So if you like are constantly hearing voice changes volume wise, I greatly apologize. It means that I stopped recording and then um, had to cough or take a drink of water or something and then started re-recording again. So I'm just warning you in advance that that might be a reoccurring situation going forward because um, of said tickle in my throat. I would like wait to record this another night when my condition is better. Um, but I don't know why I called it condition. I don't have a condition when my throat is in better shape, I guess I should say. Um, but like, this is the only night that I can record this week. So it is what it is. Um, anyway, also, if you hear background noise, it's because my dryer is going. I don't know if I remember to turn off the, like, the little buzzer that sounds when it's done. So that might also be at some point during this podcast episode. I think I have, like, 20 minutes left. So maybe, like, in 20 minutes, keep an ear out and maybe you'll hear something. But actually, I do think I turned it off now that I'm thinking about it. Anyway, so... For today's episode, um, okay, so here's here's the situation. Originally, I was going to talk about D.B. Cooper. If you don't know who D.B. Cooper is, he is this mysterious man who, like, stole a bunch of money. Well, like, yeah, anyway, like, on an airplane or whatever. Um, and it's one of my favorite unsolved, like, crimes. And they just came out with a documentary about it kind of thing but and excuse me but the thing is about it it's like four episodes long which is not that long but the tb cooper case did not does not in my opinion need that much time to discuss it like i feel like you can adequately discuss everything you need to know about that case within an hour max so i have not watched it yet because It just seems like they'd probably be giving too much information that was unnecessary. I don't know. I do have a friend that watched the first two episodes and she did say that it was kind of slow. So I was like, hey, I'll just record my version of events. Um, Like a Cliff Notes version of that documentary. But And I was going to do that without watching the documentary. But then literally like... 10 minutes ago, as I sat down to record this, I realized that I just have zero desire to talk about D.B. Cooper tonight, which is strange because I love the D.B. Cooper case, but I just had no, no desire whatsoever. And so I was like, this isn't going to be fun. It won't be fun for me to talk about it if I'm not in the mood to talk about true crime. Um, it won't be fun for the listeners because I won't be having fun. So I apologize greatly if there were like two people that I told that I was going to do D.B. Cooper. And I apologize to you too because you both wanted me to do it. And I will do it eventually. I just didn't, I just don't want to do it tonight. So, um, instead we're going to talk about gossip. I talked about this last week, the fact that I just love gossip so much. So I looked up, look, okay. At first, I was going to do small town gossip because I love the idea of small town gossip. I do not live in a small town. Um, But like schools kind of, in my opinion, act a little bit as small town. So I feel like in like junior high and high school, I kind of got that like overhear the gossip or you hear what's happening between so-and-so and and these people or whatever. Um, But like small town gossip also just fascinates me if like you're living legitimately living in a small town and just everybody talks about each other I feel like I would hate that and love it at the same time like I would love hearing all of it but I would also kind of hate it because if it's such a small town then it definitely is going to involve me or someone that I'm close to and then I wouldn't vibe with that so 
I don't know. It's just this interesting situation that I've never been in because I've never lived in a small town. Um, so I looked up small town gossip, but then at the same time, I found an article that says people spill the juiciest tea or the tea on the juiciest gossip they've overheard with friends, family, or coworkers. And that is also fun to me too. Um, so we're probably going to go through both of those. Like I'll probably just see how fast I go through one of them and then switch over to the other one. Um, and we're just going to honestly read through them together. And maybe that sounds boring, but if you love gossip, then you'll love this just as much as I do. And if you don't love gossip, I genuinely want to know what's wrong with you. Because why are you not fascinated to hear about the drama that's happening in other people's lives? You know? I'm trying to think of the juiciest gossip that I've ever overheard. Um, or, like, if we're talking small town-esque, like, things that happened at school. And I feel like I've shared this before. Um, but, like, the only, the, like, the biggest piece of gossip I can remember from happened in junior high well actually didn't happen in junior high but like when I was in junior high my volleyball coach I played volleyball for a minute um my volleyball coach and the PE teacher they like had a weird vibe like all my teammates could tell they were like super weirdly flirty with each other and they were both married to other people um but we were just like there's a vibe happening here that is not good um, and then I heard a couple years later, I was in high school and I ran into a friend from junior high. Um, we went to junior high together and so we were catching up and they were like, did you hear about coach? I won't say the last name, just, I was going to say to protect the innocent, but not innocent. Anyway, um, did you hear about coach? And I was like, no. And she was like, yeah, her and coach blank the PE teacher she's like they totally were having an affair and got caught and I don't remember if they like got caught at school um or what but like yeah anyway um they got caught and I think both of them had since like left the school just because it was so awkward so they both had like gone to get different jobs and both of them had gotten divorces um, to be honest, my volleyball coach constantly was talking bad about her husband during practice, which is so inappropriate. Um, and my, or the PE teacher, I never had him for PE. I had different teachers. I feel like I had, I don't know if they did this. I think they did it on purpose when I was in junior high. I'm pretty sure for the most part we had like all girls class and all boys class for all three years that I was in junior high for PE. I think I only had girls in my class, to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it. Am I crazy? Is that wrong? I think I only had girls and I think my PE teachers were all women. Like my last, so like my ninth grade year, I did volleyball and I did track and I had female coaches for both of those. But like, I think even in seventh and eighth grade, I think my PE teachers were, were women. So maybe they did that on purpose anyway. So I never had this guy cause I didn't have a male, um, PE teacher anyway. Um, actually now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've ever had a male PE teacher. Like in elementary school, I had a female PE teacher and she was the coolest person ever. Um, and then in high school, I took, I only did PE for one year. I did step aerobics. It was so great. <clears throat> Sorry. I just got very excited thinking about step aerobics and my throat was overcome. Um, yeah, I did a step aerobics class in, in high school and it was legitimately incredible. Like exactly what you're thinking with like the little like blocks there where you're like going back and forth. Also, have you guys ever watched Dairy Girls? Because if you've never watched Dairy Girls, you need to immediately. It's so funny. Um, and one of the characters, Orla, who I adore, gets really into step aerobics. And she's like, yeah, my teacher says I could go all the way. And they're all like, all the way to what? Anyways, it's funnier if you watch it. Just watch Dairy Girls. It's great. Anyway, um, yeah. So those two were caught having an affair. They both got a divorce. Anyways, the PE teacher, his wife was genuine. Well, now ex-wife was genuinely the nicest human being on the planet. She was great. She was like the school photographer. Um, 
so she would come and photograph all of the, like, not, I don't think necessarily official. I think she was, like, a freelance photographer, and the school would hire her to come take photos for the yearbook for all of the sports teams. Um, so, like, when I was on the volleyball team and then the track team, like, we had photo day or whatever, and she came and took all of our photos. She was just so nice, and she would show up to all of the because the PE teacher was also the track coach, um, not my track coach, because I did long distance, which was, like, awful, you guys. It was awful. I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before. I hate running. I hate running so much. I wish I could be a runner because I feel like that's, like, a cool – not cool, but, like, it's, like, a – it's, like, an easy way to be active. You know what I mean? You can just – you can run literally anywhere. Um and I hate running with every fiber of my being. I also get shin splints really bad. Is that like, is there something you can do to prevent that? I actually have, I have a friend that I know when she's listening to this, she will text me and tell me if there is a way or not. And you know who you are. So don't disappoint me. Um, anyway, I get shin splints really bad when I'm running, but basically the only reason I joined the track team is because my volleyball coach was the distance, also the distance coach for track because they're in different seasons. Um, and they like did not have enough people. So she basically like made our entire volleyball team join the track team because we weren't doing anything else because our sport was over um, just so that they could get enough people. And yeah, I got put in distance because a, I was like decently fast, but I was not fast enough to like be a good sprinter. Um, and I missed, I was sick the day, ninth grade was the year that I was sick all the time. And I was sick the day that um, they did the test for certain things, like for like shot put and discus, which I have no arm strength. So there's no way that I would have succeeded in those. And I missed the test for sprinting, et cetera, et cetera. So they basically just stuck me in distance, which was probably the worst thing they could have done. But they also did not have that many distance runners. So I basically was just like a body so that they didn't have to forfeit an event. But I never, ever won, ever. I never won. I was in last place every single time, which was humiliating, by the way. Um, Like so embarrassing. I would tell my parents, like, do not come to any of the meets because it's so embarrassing. I'm like walking. I do the two mile and I was like walking half the time because I was like, I genuinely cannot run which was also embarrassing, but whatever. I got, I got over it. I honestly don't know how I continued going to those meets. Like the me now, the me then was embarrassed, but the me now would have simply refused. I would have, I wouldn't have done it. Um, anyway, the best time that I ever got was because they lost track counting how many laps I'd been around and like everybody else had finished I think they were like two people behind me or something but they it's because they were lapping me like these two people behind me had like almost lapped me um I still didn't get first I think it was the only time I didn't get last but they like were like oh good job and they like pulled me off the track and I was like uh I like inside I was like I'm pretty sure I have one more lap because I had been counting I was like I'm pretty sure I have one more lap and they were like great job you did amazing like this is your best time and I was like you guys for sure didn't count properly but I wasn't gonna say anything because I don't want to go back out and run again and it didn't matter I wasn't in like whatever places that you needed to be in to get points for this meet anyways so it wouldn't have mattered and I also didn't want to be like the lone person running on the track um because I had been in that position before and it was the worst so Anyway, my art teacher would come and cheer me on and like she would always be like, you can do it, Sarah, when I would be like trying to like I would be like slowing down to like take a little walk for a second. She'd be like, keep pushing. You can do it. She was like genuinely so nice. She was more supportive than any of my actual coaches because the my coaches were literally just like she's never going to win. So we're not even going to train her because she's so bad at this. But like we need her so that we don't have to forfeit the event which I don't know why I feel like forfeiting the event every meet would have been better. But anyway, but my art teacher would come all the time and like cheer me on, which was good, like good for her. I forgot about that memory until right now. I don't even remember her name, but I remember exactly what she looked like. And I remember exactly how her voice sounded when she supported me because it made me feel so happy. Um, wow. I just unlocked a memory and now I'm getting a little emotional about it. I'm not actually, I'm fine. 
Um, anyway, so the affair was like the biggest gossip that I remember from those days. And I can't really remember any other good juicy gossip off the top of my head. Um, I feel like I have some good family drama gossip, but I cannot share that here. So, um, sadly that will stay a secret for right now, but instead we'll read about the people who are going to share the gossip they overheard from their friends, families, and coworkers. Also the small town gossip. So I think I'm going to start out with the small town stuff because these, from what I'm looking at as I'm uh, skimming through it, these all seem like pretty small, to be honest, like just like short little things, like legit, just like little pieces of gossip, not like actual stories of what's going on. And most of them seem a little bit boring, if I'm being honest with you. So these people are, these small towns are really letting me down. Um, The first one is about... It says a couple lost their cat, so they went knocking door to door in town and came across their cat crying in a random home's front window. They called the police, who arrived and found countless missing cats, some some that had been missing for up to seven years. It culminated in the catnapper, a 50-plus-year-old woman stuffing as many cats as she could in a car and going on a police chase through our little town. Most of the cats were identified and taken home. A very small few went to rescue centers. Wow. There's a little link that says check out the full story here. And now I want to see. This took place in Manchester. So that's interesting. If any of my listeners live in Manchester, which I know that none of them do. But if by any chance they did and you know the story, I would like more details on this. I like, okay, first of all, that's very, very sad, obviously. But it's just fascinating to me that instead of just, like, making a run for it, she legitimately stuffed as many as she could of them in her car. Like, as if she thought she would really get away from the police chase and just, like, start a new life with her stolen cat somewhere else. Also, like, how expensive are cats to purchase? Or, even better, to adopt from a shelter. You know what I mean? Like, if you want cats first of all can't you adopt from a shelter for like free or like a very I guess I don't know how it works in Manchester um adopting animals from shelters like at the very least you're paying like a small fee right like I thought it was free though like I get that like here's the thing Because obviously there's going to be fees and costs for like if you need to spay and neuter them, um, get vaccinations, et cetera, et cetera. But that would be the same even if you steal a cat. Like you're going to have to like, yeah, maybe they're already spayed and neutered. But like you would have to still keep up to date with other certain things and like pay for them to like survive. Um, Someone said... The shelter staff, so there's no single answer. The shelter staff reports it can be anywhere from 50 to $350. So I guess, I guess it depends on if they need like certain, okay, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Dog adoption fees help cover the expenses that rescues and shelters incur while taking care of the dogs waiting to be adopted. Okay, that does make sense. Um, anyway, I'm just saying, I guess depending on what animal you're adopting, it might not be that expensive. So that seems weird to continuously steal them when you could go and like um, adopt an animal that needs a home instead of taking one from its home. Anyway, that's interesting to me. Police chase. Okay. Um, all right. This next one says, in my wife's hometown of about 2,000 people, wow, that's tiny. My high school had, my grade in high school had 1,000 people in it. So, like, my high school grade level alone had half of the amount of people in this person's entire town. Anyway, <clears throat> the roadside produce stand guy is in a feud with a new second produce stand that just opened. The original produce guy has trained the new guy for a while, but apparently fired him. Now the fired guy opened his own produce stand out of spite. 
The two owners got into a fist fight, and now the whole town has taken produce stand sides. The mayor and the only police officer in town also in- are also involved, and their wives are fighting. Oh my gosh. I love that. Um, also, I would like to know what side you guys are on. Please let me know. I'm for sure on the side of the second produce stand guy. Normally, I'd be on the side of the OG, but, like, he fired him, and maybe he fired him rightfully, Um, but I just love the idea that the guy who's fired opened his produce stand out of spite, because to me, if you were fired rightfully, like, if you were, like, slacking off on your job or things like that, and you got fired, you're not gonna then open up your own produce stand out of spite, I don't think, because, like, if I was so lazy that I couldn't do my job properly and I was fired, I'd be too lazy to, like, start my own. So the fact that he's opening up a produce stand out of spite just gives me the vibes that he was fired wrongfully. Um, But I also want to know who won the fist fight. I'd like more details on this. Sadly, there is not a full story on this one. Um, But I would like more information. I wonder if they, like, commented back on anything. Hold on. Ugh. Yes, I'm over 18. I don't understand if this is... Okay. Okay, okay, okay. There's screenshots. Oh my gosh, I love this so much. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here are screenshots from... <laughs> this is this is getting good, guys. Okay, so they edited it and they went, This blew up. I have asked my wife for the screenshots she had. These are what the original guy sent the new stand guy, which the new stand guy then posted on his Facebook. What he wrote is 10 times better than anything I wrote. I promise. Okay. I'm going to edit because the language is, is bad. Um, and I don't want to have to put an explicit warning on my podcast. So for like this episode alone, just due to the produce stand guy. Anyway, I am sure I, oh, sorry. (laughs) I had a weird inflection there. That was incorrect. I'm going to restart and really get into character here. I sure am glad you didn't answer my call or call me back the other day. Now I'm going to crush your beep like an ant and show you how much you don't know about produce and how you should have just stuck to cooking. This is going to be the worst year you've ever had trying to play in my world. You don't know what the beep you're doing and it's going to cost you Every penny you and whoever is stupid enough to back you, we're going to turn this into a produce war. And guess who is going to look like a beeping moron when it's all said and done? You won't even make it out the gate. I tried to tell you to find a restaurant to run and make money, but I guess you think you know what to do after you're watching the master. But you've just opened up your own can of whoop beep on yourself we are going to open up when we're supposed to and not like some idiot that has no earthly idea as to wtf he is doing your kids will suffer for your stupid decision this year you best know that it took twenty thousand dollars to even start what i did down there last year And lots of time and miles. Not counting, we have the vehicles to do the job. And not some old worn out POS Dodge 1500. Your brain must not function properly to even begin to think you're in this game. But just like last year, I will show you how it's done. And can destroy place faster than I made it last year. I'm done talking and you're just done. And if I catch you around anywhere that I got my flowers last year, I'm stomping your beep on the spot. So you best plan around anything you have planned during doing with those receipts I left up there last year. They all had my name on them, not yours. I'm not playing no games with this. And if you think I am, try me. That's the greatest thing and end quote. That's the greatest thing I've ever read. Um, if I got loud, that's because he was using capital letters because this man is absolutely unhinged. 
with the random caps he's adding in. He also has a lot of ellipses everywhere. Actually, they're not even full ellipses. He has two dots. He didn't even do the three dots for an ellipses. He just has like, you should have stuck to cooking dot dot. This is going to be the worst year you've ever had trying to play in my world dot dot. I don't, he does have a few random actual periods, but for the most part where he wants a period, he has two, two dots. Um, so grammatically he's terrible. Um, also I just cannot imagine himself. Like he's, he's referring to himself as a master, um, saying he's turning a produce war, which is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, this is incredible. This is wild, and I'd like to know this was six months ago, and I want to know what has occurred since, but I don't think that he has – I don't think this person has done any, um, like, updates anymore. <sighs> How sad. This is making me really sad that there's no updates. It just seems insane to me how intense this is. I Like, look, okay, I get that it's this person's livelihood – and I'm not saying that there's not, like, a produce stand is an is a honest way to make a living. And, you know, we all, we all need produce, right? So that's great. Um, but, like, this just seems very intense for this produce stand feud. Um, anyway, new merch idea. Whose side are you on in the produce stand war? I think everybody now is on the second man's side because OG, OG produce stand man seems a little unhinged, to be honest. All right, moving on, because I really need to power through these last ones to get to the big juicy gossip that's to come from what it seems on the other, on the other article. Okay. One guy, this is the third one. One guy wanted to open a Dunkin' Donuts, but the property wasn't zoned for it. The town wouldn't change it for him. So he put toilets on all of his properties and used them as flower planters. The town has tried many different strategies to get rid of them to the point where they even made a law and then tried to enforce it. I think they almost got sued and the toilets still stand. To be fair, he has kept them in great condition and replaces any broken ones after the storm. I don't understand... How, like, is he just trying to, like, play the waiting game and be like, I'll take my toilets down when you let me build up Dunkin' Donuts? That's, I I don't understand how he got to the logic of you won't let me open a Dunkin' Donuts, so I'm going to put toilets out all over the place. But, you know, I appreciate the ingenuity in the way that he's acting out of pure spite. So... Good for him. Um, okay, this one says there's a llama loose in this town. The police can't catch it. The Humane Society can't locate it. And no one is claiming ownership of it. It's been cited on several locations, in several locations on the outskirts of town where there are multiple small farms. Sometimes it wanders into town and peruses through people's yards. People have complained about it to the police who claim they can't corral it as it's the wily E. Coyote wily coyote of llamas it just doesn't want to be caught um i kind of like that that i i don't even need to know more about that because i just like the mystery of that there's a random llama that nobody knows where it came from it's like the loch ness monster of the town the llama on the loose that's cute i feel like there could be a cute little children's book written about the llama on the loose and you can find out all about what the llama does on his day off. Well, I don't know what his day off would be from because if he's just like roaming around all day, then then every day is his day off, you know? Um, okay. I'm going to skip that one just because it seems boring to me and it's probably fun, but I don't want to read all of those words. I don't want to read all of those words either. Apparently this one, there were two pastors fighting um, but not like an actual fist bite. So that seems boring. Okay. Um, at this point, I just want to go to the other, like the other one, but I'm just making sure that there's no, 
My small town is currently upset because the Amish don't pick up their horse poop as they drive down Main Street in their horse and buggy. I would be actually really upset about that, too. That seems valid to me. Um, a couple promised a lot of cakes and fancy breads at the local fest to the local festival, but didn't deliver. Everyone has been mad at them for at least for the last two weeks. That's also valid. I'd be mad at them too. If I was promised cakes and fancy breads and they didn't bring it, I'd be mad. Um, Sorry, there's silence because there was a story about sheep, but then it looked like it was like a joke. And I'm just confused about that whole situation that I, those two lines that I just read. Um, yards were dug up two years ago to lay to the house fiber in preparation for fiber being dug down along the road. Still no fiber along the road. See, these are just like, that stinks. There's, there's a, like... There, but but it's not it's not the juice that I wanted from that produce stand that really they went in for a high on number two on this list and nothing has delivered near the amount of juiciness that I really want. I kind of hate that I just said that. I just edited a book where they like talk about they say they use the word juicy a lot and it made me <laughs> kind of gross me out every single time I read it to be honest. Not because, like, it didn't fit there, but it just, like, was a weird word to me um, in that instance. And I was just kind of like, ooh. But, like, I knew what they meant, so I didn't edit it out because I also knew that that's what they wanted. But, like, I just felt weird about it um, just because of what it – the images that it, con- like, brought to mind. So maybe that's more of a me problem. Um but I hate that it now seems to have seeped into my normal vocabulary. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. Anyway, in this situation, it doesn't weird me out. It was just in that context. It fit, but like in a, in a weird way. Um, okay. I'm bored about this now. So apparently, oh, here's, okay. Here's the last debate. There's a local, the local McDonald's wants to buy, build a drive through Some people are dead against it, but other think it's long overdue as the McDonald's is always crowded. The people against it believe it would ruin the character of the area. I'm not sure where I stand. I'm sure where I stand. Um, the person who wrote this was not sure. I know that you should definitely have it. Like, why would you not? Who doesn't like a drive through drive throughs are the best. Not... Like, usually drive through foods are not ideal, and I'm not a huge McDonald's fan, to be honest, but, like, sorry for the McDonald's slander, but, um, like, I think every restaurant should have a drive through option or, like, bring it out straight to your car. But that's also because I'm very lazy and I don't like walking in places, usually because I'm not properly dressed. So I like the idea of not having to have anybody see me as a person. I don't want to be perceived. So for the purpose of not being perceived by anyone ever in this life, I just would always want to do drive through Also, okay, this is also just making me think of, you know how like people tell like their meet cute stories and they're like random places sometimes? I was at the airport a couple weeks ago and I was like, maybe I'll meet someone. Because here's the thing, you know also how people are like, It'll happen when you least expect it. Well, like, babe, I'm always expecting it. Always. No matter where I go, I always think the love of my life could be here. I could meet the love of my life right here, right now. I'm thinking through every possible situation. There is not a person who would just come bump bump into me and I'd be like, oh my gosh, look, they're so good looking, amazing. Like, no, I have clocked every single person in this room. I have already been able to tell if that person is in a relationship, if they're married, if they're currently with their spouse, if they're sketchy, if they seem cool. Like, I have clocked that immediately. I have observed everything. I have been a trained people watcher since infancy. I trained myself. Nobody trained me. I'm my own master. Um, But, like, I have clocked everybody. I've seen every possible situation in my head. I've relived every – like, I've not relived – I've imagined every possible scenario of what could happen, what they would say, what I would say, what would happen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I have planned everything. I've planned everything all the time. I'm always prepared. 
but it never happens mostly because I usually have my AirPods in. I usually am looking very angry because I have a resting mean face um, or just like I look sad or I look like I'm judging people, which is usually what I'm actually doing. Um, or like if I'm in the airport, I straight up had my AirPods in, I had a mask on. I was looking down at my book. I was reading. I was like in a corner. I was not speaking to, to another human being. Who's going to come up and approach me? Also, if someone came up and approached me, I'd be like, why are, why are you talking to me? So I don't know why I expect that I'm like, where's like, I want to meet cute because in reality, if somebody came up and was like, hey, and tried to strike up a conversation, I'd be like, why are you talking to me? I don't trust you. Are you trying to like sell me life insurance? Are you like contacting me about my car's extended warranty? Like what's happening here? I don't like that's what I would immediately do. And I would immediately try to extricate myself from the conversation. I'd be like, oh, okay, thank you. Bye. Not interested. And I would walk away. So anyway, going back to drive throughs I'm just saying, even in these situations where like, maybe you can meet someone when you walk in and they're walking out and you bump into each other, which even if that was the case, I'd be like, wow, watch where you're going. And then I'd walk in, <laughs> even if it was my fault. Um, Anyway, but I just try to remove myself from all possible scenarios. Like inside, I'm like, why don't I get a meet cute? But then in reality, me as a human being is like, take away all possibilities to ever interact with a stranger ever. So anyways, I'm never finding love. It's fine. Okay, so switching over to the people spill the tea on the juiciest stories they've overheard. There are like 10 stories on this and they're actually like kind of long stories. I mean, not like long, long. They're like three paragraphs. Like I it's not unreasonable. Um, but like, I'm going to try to get through all of them in the next 20 minutes. Um, I feel like I can do it, but I'll just have to try not to get distracted. (sighs) Even as I'm saying that, I know that's a lie coming out of my mouth as if I can't get distracted, like as if I won't get distracted. Like I, I live in a constant state of distraction, you know? Okay. But this first one makes me excited because it's called grandma has been scheming. And I love that. When old people are sketchy, it is my favorite thing in the world. I can't explain it, but it's just, like, usually old people are supposed to give off this air of, like, this innocent old person, which doesn't make sense because they could have been sketchy when they were alive and suddenly they become innocent when they're old. Like, of course not. Like, if you're, like, a terrible person, you're going to be a terrible person from whenever you start being terrible, probably your childhood to death, right? So even if you're old, you're still going to be an old, terrible person, which also, like, I've met a lot of old, terrible people, so I don't know why I have this idea that, like, old people are just supposed to be nice. But I love the idea of, like, this grandma who, like, probably seems like this innocent old grandma, but she's, like, legit awful. Okay. Do I have a tale for you? Also, I hope you like my dramatic readings of these. Anyway. First, a little background. My grandma is a pathological liar, con artist, and thief. She conned her first husband, my grandpa, into marrying her by telling him she was pregnant, even though she definitely wasn't. In the 70s, my grandpa had a mental break and she committed him to an out-of-state psychiatric ward where he rapidly improved. He also tested positive for arsenic poisoning. Okay. While he was away, she sold off all of his assets and told all of his clients that he'd gone crazy, so he had to move out of state to get a job. During this time, she met her second husband, who was a millionaire. All right. Officially, he died of a very rare aggressive cancer months after he was diagnosed, but we have other suspicions. So how did she divorce his, the first husband? Anyway, okay. Um, immediately after his death, she embezzled all of his assets and stole hundreds of thousands of dollars from his bio- from his biological children. Then came she came to husband number three. Because my grandpa grandmother was still reaping the benefits of her second husband, she never legally married number three. But it's okay because they were perfect for each other. He was a jeweler and a jewel thief. And a pathological liar as well. He tried to convince my entire family that he was in a band that was a contemporary of the Beatles. <laughs> none of the music buffs in my family can find evidence of this okay if you're gonna tell a lie like at least make it semi-plausible you can't be like fyi i was in a band once that was as big as the beatles but don't look me up because you won't find anything about me but we were super popular like okay anyway 
Time for the newest and juiciest gossip in the family. My grandmother now has severe dementia and no longer knows who she is. The third husband decided to cut and run. He tried to sell the house that they bought together a few years ago, move her into a nursing home, and then promptly move away. But when he tried to sell the house, they couldn't move forward because she was a ward of the state. So my aunt and uncle decided to become a power of attorney so that the sale, so that in the sale of the house, my grandma would get her fair shake, enough money to cover the remaining years in the nursing home, to move her closer to the rest of the family. With many, many other bumps in the road, they eventually sold the house. But now, as they are trying to relocate her to another state and are trying to get her set up with Medicare, they ran into a snag. She has been using someone else's social security number since at least 2000. She's used someone else's social security number to buy a condo, sell a condo, buy a house, and sell another house. And since she's been collecting um, social security, uh, SSA, what does that stand for again? Social security assets um i know you guys all know what that what what i'm trying to say um it's like there's like a lot of things ssa anyways whatever she's collecting money um as the as a beneficiary of her late husband and not her own no one caught it we have no idea how the banks didn't catch it or how the person whose identity has been stolen for 20 years has not noticed it and now she may not be able to receive Medicaid going forward because of this. Well, it has been wildly frustrating for her family. She has stolen money from every single one of us. It seems unjust that her chickens come to roost after she's no longer coherent. Before you ask, yes, we have reported the fraud. Um, that's super interesting. I, yeah, how would you not know that someone else has been using your social security number for over 20 years? Unless that person is no longer alive. But in that case, you'd think they would have found out. Like, would they not tell you the results of the fraud that, like, oh, that person's dead that she stole the Social Security number from? Anyways, wow. Like I said, she was obviously con artist from the get-go. Okay, I have no other comment about that, so we can move on. Um, The second one. My grandmother – wow, grandma's – grandma's telling the tea in all of these stories, or is the tea – all right, my grandmother told me a couple months ago that around the time of her divorce from my biological grandfather, another lady in their small town had a baby. When grandma finally saw the baby after friends suspiciously, suspiciously tried to keep her from seeing it, it looked exactly like her soon-to-be ex-husband. I was the first person to be told about this. My mom now knows, but my aunts and uncles have no idea that they have another half-sister running around somewhere. The reason that baby was easily identifiable, aside from the suspicious behavior, was largely due to my biological grandpa being a redhead. There weren't too many in town, apparently. For anyone who would suggest trying to find her, my brother took a DNA ancestry test last year. I'll ask him about the family tree part and what he found. Anyway, they, you know what kind of annoys me? I understand that they, like, put in there, like, I know you're going to ask this, so I'm just telling you. But, like, ask him first before you include that. Like, if you know people are going to ask about it, text him right now and say, what were the results, babe? Well, you wouldn't call your brother babe. That's gross. I don't know why that came out of my mouth. I think I was still in the mindset of, like, conning your husband or something. Anyways, bro, what's the results, bro? I wouldn't call my brother bro either. Anyway, John. Let's say his name is John. She's going to text John and ask him what the results are, and then include that information in the post at the beginning. Like, don't just be throwing these posts out willy-nilly without doing your own family research and background checks. Anyway, sorry. That just got me heated for a second. Continuing on with the story. Regarding telling the other families, it's certainly not my place. The problem is that the biological grandpa was a terrible person. He was abusive, drank himself to death, and he abandoned my mom. The other relatives just want to move on. He isn't talked about anymore. Grandma's trying to respect that, especially for my uncle who didn't speak to her for a long while because he felt like she was just trying to turn the family against the grandpa. If they accidentally found out through a DNA test, it truthfully would probably be less drama that way. Anyway, that was kind of boring. I'm sorry, but that was just kind of boring. Like, secret child, mm, been there, done that. Actually, I have not. I'm just saying a lot of, I feel like a lot of the gossip is like secret children. So I have nothing to say about that. Okay, this next one is called That's So Insanely Illegal, and I have high hopes for this just because of that title. My office manager has a massive HR case being built against her because she's been pulling off royally shady stuff. Love it. Last year, some of us have been 
having issues with system access at my job, but thankfully not me. It's a known issue and it's been getting fixed here and there, but then it rears its head again. Anyway, about five or six months ago, a friend of mine in another department started losing access. My office manager, who is my boss's boss, she runs the whole thing, tells this person to go home for the day since you don't have system access. And she specifically said that it wouldn't be held against her. My friend goes home or my off. Yeah, my friend goes home. This happens about eight more times where she comes to work, her systems don't work, and she's told to go home. Now, fast forward about two weeks before the year ended. The girl who's been sent home gets called over by her manager, told that she has to sign a final written warning. When asked why, she's told it's because she's used all her PTO on sick leave. She said that is not possible and asked for proof before signing the document. Her manager pulls up all the times and days it was used, and lo and behold, it was every single time she was told to go home because of the system access. This is, of course, super illegal. My coworker did not choose to go home. She did not choose to use her PTO and sick leave. My office manager did that for her. So just about three weeks ago, my coworker gets called into our office manager's office and is told that she needs to give up her medical records. That is also super illegal. She declined and told her that she will not do that, and she's still not signing the final written warning. She then proceeds to call HR with all of this, who then tell her, it's funny you should bring this to our attention because you're not the only one who's called us about things like this happening with her. We're building a case against her as we speak. Things are about to go down and I'm so here for it. I hate my job and I've actively been looking for a new one, but part of me wants to stick around and see if they towed her off to jail as well as the massive nightmare that will happen when she's fired. As of writing this piece, nothing was happening though. See, okay, this annoys me also. Don't come at us with the gossip unless you have a final story. Like now I'm going to sit here and wonder for the rest of my life what happened. Did this woman go to jail? What other shady stuff was she doing that they're building a case about that really is getting me heated about this? Because now I don't know what's happening. (sighs) Okay. Don't worry. I'm going to look up. I'm going to look up and see. (laughs) There's an edit. Okay. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have gotten angry. Okay. (laughs) Um, I've now left this job after too much crap, including me having to deal with constant panic attacks, et cetera, et cetera. I've since moved on to another job. Great. Sorry to make it a lame ending, but I needed to get out of that place. Okay, well, like, but everything. Okay, so they originally posted this um, sometime in 2019. I don't know when. Someone said, I promise everyone if they're in their first edit, they said, if I'm around for the aftermath, I'll update it somehow. The second update, nothing so far. I'm thinking, I think this case is going to take longer to build than we're even thinking. The next update, still nothing. I'm com- starting to think nothing's going to come of this. And then the last update, which was th- at least three months, it was three months after the third update. So who knows how long it was after the original post um, is when they ha- they like quit it. So... That also makes me mad then if this like person got away with it. And that probably happens more often than we even think that these bosses just get away with whatever they want. That's annoying. I hate when there's no comeuppance, if you will. There's nothing I love more. If you know anything about me, there's nothing I love more in a television show or a movie or real life when people get their comeuppance, if you know what I mean. When they were being awful and then they get that all back to them, like when they, whatever, their whole life is ruined because they've been mean to other people. That is my favorite thing in the world to witness. I love watching the karma come back. I love watching it so much. So that makes me mad that we didn't get that nice catharsis there. Okay, next. I need to book it through these last ones. Nothing about this relationship is stable. This sounds fun. I have this friend who I'll call Joe, who's 12, who's 12 years older than his girlfriend, who I'll call Jessica. Okay. This is, all right. This is about to be toxic. So I I get, I get why it was called that. So Joe's 12 years older than Jessica. They met when she was 18 and he was dating someone else who we'll call Mary. 
He cheated on Mary with Jessica. Mary went psycho. They broke up, and he and Jessica got into a relationship. The next few years, Jessica would sneak out of college to meet with him. His fa- her family didn't like him because he was so much older. They thought he was only in it for her money. Interesting. Somehow the two of them made it for nine years. A year ago, he said in some social media posts that he was single. Two months later, he announced his engagement with Jessica. Okay, that's back. That's whiplash. <clears throat> Talking to friends with more familiarity of the situation, it turned out that Jessica had to put up with a lot. Mary continued to be psycho and harassed Jessica. This was because she was 34 and was planning on having kids with Joe before he cheated on her. So she considers Jessica her life ruiner. Honey, look, Jessica was not in the right, obviously, but like you should be more mad at Joe about this. And Joe apparently cheated on Jessica as well. Not shocking. Triggering some mental health issues in her. After a psychotic episode, they finally broke up. But then he wanted to settle down and have kids, so he proposed to Jessica and she accepted. Now they are planning a very elaborate wedding. I can't wait for the nightmare that's going to be. Yeah, that is a nightmare. Also, like, this is going to actually, I'm not even going to go there. Um, That just, the whole, like, him just deciding to get back together with her because he wants to settle down and have kids just triggered something inside of me. Um, And that's, like, one of my biggest fears. But anyways, continuing on. Okay. More dramatic than a soap opera. This sounds fun. A year ago, my family member, 26, discovered that his fiance, 29, of seven years. So he was engaged when he was 19. Okay. Um, who he has been, who he has two children with, has been having, oh. Okay. Um, <clears throat> sorry, let me start this over. I just skipped ahead with my eyes and a nightmare is coming your way. A year ago, my family member, 26, discovered that his fiance, 29, of seven years, who he has two children with, had been having an affair with his younger brother, who just turned 18. Wow. His brother was living in his house rent-free at the time. So his fiance left him for his brother and had a fling with him for a couple months. The younger brother is basically homeless now, jumping from friend to friend to crash at their houses while working at a job where he makes minimum wage at seven twenty five. So this is a very old post, clearly, because minimum wage is not seven twenty five anymore. I guess depending on where you live, but um, while she is living, while she is still living, wow, while she is still living on her ex fiance's roof. She then decided she wants to work things out with her ex-fiance, so they got back together and decided to reconcile the relationship, which left the younger brother furious. Shortly after that, she finds out she's pregnant, but she doesn't know which brother is the father. Her fiance said he would raise the baby as his own, even if it was not his, so she decides to keep the baby. This makes the younger brother more furious because she got rid of the child before this baby that she knew was the younger brother's. So the younger brother verbally attacks her for getting rid of that child and keeping this one just because there is a chance it is her fiance's. She is unemployed during this time, so her fiance is paying for all the expenses. She has the baby and it ends up being the younger brother's child, and they all try to do the co-parenting. The baby is three months old now, and my family member's fiance left him for his younger brother again. Oh my gosh, this is insane. I do also appreciate that they, like, waited to post this until after all of this went down. Um, Okay, first of all, I do not understand why they got back together with their fiancé. I don't even care that they've been together for seven years or whatever, and, of course, you're going to be in love with them. If I found out that my fiancé was having an affair with my younger sibling who had just turned 18, that's so many red flags. First and foremost, an affair. Actually, first and foremost, a minor Maybe they're 18, but that probably started before they were 18. And in my opinion, 18 is still literally a child. Um, So first and foremost, a minor. But I just mean like regardless of who they were cheating with, they're having an affair, which is like, I don't know how to come back from that. Second of all, with your sibling. So like that's like a really, really, really big breach of trust. And then they're a minor. So, like, how would you ever want to get back together with them? That's insane. And, like, also that, like, they kicked the younger brother out but then let her stay there even when they weren't together anymore? I, 
um, there's just like a lot there. That's like a lot of nonsense going on right there. Okay. Um, I'm going to skim through the other ones. I may only have time to cover like one more. So let me just skim through the other ones real fast and see which ones seem the most promising. Just a second. Okay, this last one seems the most promising. I didn't actually read through all of it, so you'll still get my full and honest reactions. Um, But it seems like some relationship drama again, which I personally love. Um, Almost as much as family drama. What are the real intentions here is the title. Okay. My fiance works closely together with two colleagues. One is his best. One is my best friend. Let's call her Beth. And the other is his best friend. Let's call him John. We like to hang out Beth, John, and both their significant others. Beth is getting married to this really good guy, Jerry, this year. He is nice and sweet, although his jokes never really land. And to be fair, I kind of find him boring. I could never be with someone boring. Anyway, Jerry and I never seem to be able to have a, keep a conversation going for more for longer than five minutes. But no biggie. I'm not the one getting married to him. This is where John comes in. You see, when Beth started at this workplace years ago, she was single and instantly smitten with John. Ugh, that's big yikes. Not that she was instantly smitten, but you, we just all know where this is probably going to go. Only John was in a, she found him nice, funny, handsome. Only John was in a long-term relationship, so nothing came of that except for friendship. John, Beth, and my fiancé are something like the three musketeers at their workplace. Along came Jerry in Beth's personal life, and he and Beth started dating. Meanwhile, Beth and John stayed very good friends and colleagues. Then two years ago, John's long-term girlfriend cheated on him. He ended the relationship. In the meantime, Beth and Jerry started living together. But things weren't going so smoothly. Jerry was away for work a lot. And due to a combination of circumstances, he was away for almost eight months. And this time, Beth and John became even closer than they already were. They went out for drinks with colleagues. But they would be the only two hanging out around until the end of the night she had this special tone in her voice when she talked to john a lot of people started making little jokes about them being a couple one night there was a this work party john put his new status as a single man to good use flirting away with a lot of female colleagues beth kept hanging around him at one point my fiance pulled her aside and stated either you man up and just kiss him like you want to or you back off and leave him alone or you leave him to with shelly from accounting Um, like, I get that, but also I feel like the fiance should have pulled her aside and been like, hey, either you break up with Jerry and then pursue John, because in my opinion, it's not like, I feel like someone would be like, well, what if it doesn't work out with John? Then you broke up with Jerry. Like, good. If you want to pursue someone else, you shouldn't be with Jerry in the first place. I don't care if Jerry is boring. Jerry deserves someone who actually wants to be with them. Anyway, I just went for it defending Jerry, but. Beth backed off for a bit, but later that night she had to go to the bus and John offered to walk her there. And when they were there waiting for the bus, talking, laughing, goofing, they looked at each other and there was a spark and they almost kissed. But at the last moment, Beth pulled away because, of course, she was together with Jerry and didn't want to do that to him. Good. Plus, John is her friend and colleague, so kissing him would probably just complicate things instead of improving them. So they both just kind of acted like it never happened. Beth told me only me and my fiance about this weirdness between her and John. Quite soon after this, John got into a new relationship. This girl, Natalie, is a sweetheart, only she is quite possibly the polar opposite of Beth. Soon after John and Natalie started dating, Jerry proposed to Beth, and she said yes. We were all very surprised, not only because he asked her to marry him so soon after this rough patch they just went through, but also because they were together for only two years at this point, and Beth was only 25, which is quite young to be engaged. It seemed as if, as soon as John heard the news... He also wanted to do something drastic. After just four months of dating, Natalie moved in with them. She instantly started replacing all of his stuff with things that were more her taste up until the point where it felt feels like I've set foot into someone's Pinterest board when I visit. John and Natalie don't really seem happy. Beth and Jerry have been planning their wedding for the past two years, but Beth tells me that sometimes she's doubtful of what could have been between her and John. Of course, soon after admitting to that, me that, that to me she rushes to add that it would never work between them because she's super motivated and he is still doing the same job he started in and even started working less hours because he makes enough money to live comfortably okay natalie has been dropping hints about getting married buying a house and having kids from the moment she moved into john this september they're going on a big road trip he is going to propose we all know even though he didn't out tell us outright 
If he chooses this path the ne- this time next year, he will have an expensive Pinterest wedding coming up, plus probably a mortgage and a baby. Meanwhile, Beth and John keep doing fun stuff together, having drinks and working out. Natalie has started to give Beth some snark because of it. But when I talked to Natalie about our friend group, she only said super nice things about Beth, almost desperately so. I know Beth has her doubts. I know John has his doubts. But it seems like they go through with their respective big life-altering plans as some weird game of chicken. My fiancé and I just feel like there will be a moment in the future where where the feelings they bottled up all come bursting out. By that time, there will probably be kids and other high stakes involved. Okay. All right. This is... This is a lot. Um, Firstly, I get, like, that she's super motivated and that's great. I just need to come to this and visit this quickly. Um, But the whole, she's super motivated. He's still doing the same job he started in and even started working less hours because he makes enough money to live comfortably. Okay. First of all, sure, like, working your way up through the ladder and getting promotions and stuff can be great. Um, But I also think that if that's not... If you enjoy that your job and like some people are not cut out to be managers, some people are not cut out to be in leadership positions. I obviously don't know what their profession is, so he could probably switch to different positions where he wouldn't have to deal with those added responsibilities if he didn't want to. But if he's making enough money to be able to work less, like that doesn't seem like a lack of motivation. That seems like he found something he enjoys or at least is good at and is fine doing and has given him a life that is comfortable enough without him having to work every second of the day. And sometimes if you are working your way up through the ladder, depending on what profession you have, you might need to start working more because you have added responsibilities. Obviously, sometimes you don't because you have more people to delegate to. So it just kind of depends. But like, I think it's unfair to say that he has a lack of motivation simply because he's still in the same job he started in and because he's working less hours now. Like, I don't know of anyone who wouldn't rather work less hours because you're comfortable with the amount of money that you have, you know? Like, who doesn't want more time off? And second of all, if he actually still enjoys the job he's doing, then why would he want to move on? That's not a lack of motivation. He's just happy with where he is. Anyway, sorry. That's like a soapbox that I kind of have is I hate when people call other people lazy just because they have different life plans or just because they have a different time frame or schedule or whatever. Like that's not laziness. It's just different from you. Um, anyway, and that's coming from me who's like a normally pretty judgmental person. So get yourself figured out. Anyway, this is just like kind of this is sad to me. Like I cannot imagine. It just feels very much like you're like they're settling. They're just settling. Um, because I'm not crying. My voice just has (laughs) sound like I like got, um, like I was about to cry. Anyway, I'm looking right now to see if there's an update, but there's not anyway. Um, yeah, I just cannot imagine having someone that you're wondering, like what could have happened. Like, I think that there's sometimes it's fine if there's like someone that you're like, I wonder how my life would have been different if I had ended up with them. If you're still happy with your current situation, I don't think that's an issue necessarily. If you find yourself constantly wondering about it, then yeah, it's an issue. But like if every so often you're just like, Oh, that was like, I had a good time with that person. I wonder how my life would look now if that had worked out compared to how my life is now. You know, like, I don't think that that's a bad thing to just wonder once or twice. Um, But if you're constantly wondering about it and it seems like you're just making life choices because you can't be with the person you actually want to be with, like, I don't know. This... This makes me sad and it's kind of a bummer note to end on, which feels like what always happens. Um, That was a great piece of gossip, though. And I like just want to sit down with the two people that seem actually solid, like the person telling the story and her fiance and be like, what's happening? Because obviously I get that they're not getting involved, 
but if it was my best friend, I feel like I would get involved. <laughs> I feel like I'd be like, you need to break up with Jerry right now. What are you doing? This, that poor man, even if I, I like, I'm obviously on my best friend's side, but like, you shouldn't be doing that. You know? Anyway. Um, moral of the story is Beth and John should break up with their respective partners and get together just to try it. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And then, you know, and sure, maybe you lost your friend, but like, at least you don't have to spend the rest of your life feeling like you might be in love with your best friend and feeling like that, that should be what you like. That's who you should have ended up with. But instead you're in these lackluster dating lives that you don't even seem fully happy in, you know? All right. Anyways, that's the gossip for today. That was a fun little episode, even though some of the gossip was real bummer. Um, I just enjoy reading those things about other people because then I can be like, good. Um, my life's not as bad. (laughs) Um, that sounds so mean, but you know what I mean? It's just like interesting and fun to hear about what nonsense is happening in other people's lives. Anyway, I am well past, well, I'm not well past, but I'm a few minutes over. So I am stopping here. That is all for today. This has been your weekly dose of serotonin. Bye.